God has delivered you and me, my dear brothers, from the enemy. I'm not sure who the enemy is. You know who your enemy is. It could be the very enemy that this whole world has in common, Satan. God has delivered you, my dear brothers and sisters, from the clutches of the enemy, from this clutches of this COVID pandemic, and he has delivered you. Where is your Bethel? Have you mocked your Bethel on this way home here to this church? Jacob, he marked his signpost in Bethel. He put up that stone and he said, that stone is a stark reminder to Jacob that the Lord has delivered me from the one who is stronger than me. Amen. Do you believe the Lord has delivered you? Amen. Do you believe the Lord has delivered you? If you so believe, my dear brothers and sisters, because the Lord has gathered you, you who are scattered, he has gathered you. Set up your rock pile, set up your stone and say your heart on that and say, the Lord has delivered me. That is the first signpost that you need to make up in your life on this way home to this church. Sorry. The Lord delivers. I just want to read to you some biblical verses how the Lord and from what the Lord delivers he delivereth the poor in his affliction and openeth their ears in oppression the Lord delivers you in your affliction what is your affliction my dear brothers and sisters have you been afflicted by sin have you been afflicted by sickness have you been afflicted by death what is that which afflicts you is it the relationship that you that is in affliction the Lord delivers you in your affliction because the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. If you are being afflicted, praise the Lord, because many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Bible says that the Lord delivereth him out of some of these afflictions. No, it is from all of the afflictions that the Lord is going to deliver you. Psalm 34 and verse 19. You know, the Lord delivers from the affliction. And the Bible also says, the Lord to deliver your soul from death. You know, pandemic was staring at you. Death was staring at you. No vaccines, no medications, nothing could save us from this pandemic. But the Lord delivers your soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Because he has kept you alive, that is the reason you are here, my dear brothers and sisters. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. The reasons why these pews are empty, some of them are empty, is because of fear. The Lord will deliver you out of your fear. He delivers you from the affliction. He delivers you from the death. He delivers you from your fears. What is your fear? What is that is gripping you, my dear brothers and sisters? What is that fear that is gripping you? Is it your education? Is it your, is it your work? Is it your relationship? What is that fear that is gripping you, my dear brothers and sisters? Is it the COVID pandemic that is still going on? The third wave or whatever it is? Is it gripping you? The Lord will deliver you from your fears. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth them and delivers them out of all their troubles. Not some, not few, not many, but all the troubles. The Lord delivers from the troubles as well. Then they cried in the Lord unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. From death, from affliction, from fear, from troubles, from destructions. 
and also distress. The Lord delivers you. Because the Lord has delivered me, I'm going to make a signpost. I'm going to put a rock pile. I'm going to put a stone and say, Lord, this is my Bethel because you have delivered me. You know, let me just get back to my own story. When the pandemic started, I prayed to the Lord, Lord, if it is your will, help me, Lord, to work every day except Sabbath day. One year, one month, I've told this testimony, I want to reiterate it. One year, one month, and one week, I never took a leave. Every six days a week, I worked. The Lord delivers you. I don't want my picture to be there for too long. My dear brothers and sisters, look at your own selves. Look at your own selves and say, Lord, I have been through this. There was no vaccine when it began. But the Lord has delivered you. If you are seated next to somebody and if you are breathing and if you think you are alive, if you can feel your pulse, you can feel uh, your heartbeat, thank the Lord because He has delivered you. That is your Bethel. Jeremiah chapter 31, 13 says, Then shall the virgin rejoice in dance, both young men and old together, for I have turned their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. The Lord, the Bible says, not only delivers, but he also will turn the mourning into joy and comfort you and make you rejoice. The second thing that you need to do when God gathers the scattered, set up your signpost and rock pile because he has turned away your mourning. Tell me, is there anybody in the sanctuary or is there anybody who's watching online that you have not mourned during the past week, past year? Is there anybody who has not mourned? You know, even when no death took place, when we were locked up, we were complaining and mourning. Some of my family members would say, why are you constantly mourning? Why are you constantly mourning? We have been mourning, even if there was not uh, you know, a death and crying and mourning, but we have been mourning. But God has turned away the mourning. First Samuel chapter seven and verse twelve. Then Samuel took a stone. It's biblical to mark the signpost. Put a stone or a rock pile on your way back home to the church. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between. Mispeh and Shen and call the name of it Ebenezer saying hitherto had the Lord helped us. Just a little background of the story. The Philistines have been pestering, killing, destroying the children of Israel all the past few decades. 
and years. They have been troubled by these Philistines. They have been mourning, Lord, when is this trouble going to end? When is this destruction going to come to an end? When are we going to be relieved from these Philistines? They have been mourning. And then comes Samuel. And he prays to the Lord and he says, you know, if you read this, if you read probably four or five verses up, you will say, he told, cry to the Lord. Then the, and the people also told to Samuel, cry to the Lord on our behalf. They cried. They cried, my dear brothers and sisters. And then what happens? The Lord gives them victory. And he chases this, um, uh, these uh, Philistines away from this place. And then he puts this stone there in Mizpeh, and between Shen, and calls it Ebenezer. Hitherto has the Lord helped us. The Lord has helped us because we were mourning all this while. And if you read a few verses down the line, it says, for the rest of the time that Samuel lived, Philistines never troubled them. Never. Because all their mourning after that passed away. God turned their mourning. And that's the reason the Lord has helped. And they said, Ebenezer. The Lord has turned your mourning into joy. You know, this was the picture of myself in a Zoom. Somebody sent to me. You know, somebody sent to me. You know, I don't blame myself for being uh, like that because I've been mourning. There are times that I've come to this church. I've never said this to even to my wife. When we have lost two of our members, I've come to this church. I've stood there and looked at the seats of those individuals and I've cried. Funerals we have seen on Zoom. We have attended to our family members. I had my own family members, three of them. I couldn't even visit them. They were sick. And a few more extended family members too. We were housebound. We had work stress. We had lockdown. No social activity. No peace. No church. No travel. No extra income. It was a time of mourning. <coughs> Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dream, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all to Jesus. And he will turn your sorrows into joy. My dear brothers and sisters, this Today also, when Sister Stella was telling the testimony, every time I've been trying to control my emotions, whenever I used to come alone, I used to look at the seats and say, when the church gathers, they might not be there. Two of them. But I'm so happy today, there are two new additions. You know? Um, it is painful. But I look at, uh, it's not in my script anyway. I don't have a script, by the way. Uh, Job, he lost his children, but when the Lord gathered him back after that, you know, the Lord gave the exact number that he lost. 
So we lost a two during the pandemic and two, two after the pandemic we have gained as well. Um, but of course, in the hereafter, they also will be back. They also will be back by the grace of God. We have all been mourning. I'm troubled. I'm bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. That was our experience. That was my experience. Mourning all the day long. Cannot get out of the house. I will say unto God my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? It was not me alone. It has happened in the past, even during the time of David. Because he said, why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? The enemy has oppressed and suppressed here, Lord, in this country. I'm not able to go out. I'm stuck here with all these things. All the day I'm mourning. But the Bible says, the psalmist, the same psalmist who says, I have been mourning all the day long. I have been now mourning because of the oppression of the enemy. He says, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. I'm not going to dance here, by the way. But I have been mourning. But my heart is dancing, rejoicing. Because we have been wearing all these, not sackcloths, but this PPE kits. Do you remember that? He has put off my sackcloths, and today I am girded with gladness, Amen. by the grace of God. The sun shall no more go down, neither shall the moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Amen. God will turn your mourning into joy, your sorrows into joy. The days of your mourning has ended as your God gathers the scattered back here. And that's the reason, hitherto has the Lord helped us. He has ended my mourning. Ebenezer, I'm going to set a stone here today. And it says, therefore, shall we sing this? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. And come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. Not shall return. You have returned. Sing please. Sing continue. And come with singing unto Zion. An everlasting joy shall be upon your my head. Because the sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Hitherto has the Lord helped us. I'm going to set not in not only in Bethel, but also on the way between Shen and Mizpeh, Ebenezer, because the Lord has helped me. The Lord has helped you. You know, we were mourning, but we continue to sing when we came to the Zoom worship. 
And likewise, this is my, my testimony, and perhaps yours as well. You have come today. Perhaps your picture is not there, but I can see the picture that you have come with rejoicing unto Zion, where the Lord resides. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 14 and 25. My last point for why we need to set these rock piles and stones and banners or signposts. And I will satiate the soul of the priest with fatness. And it's only the priest? You might be wondering, no. And my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. And verse 25 on the same chapter it says, For I have satiated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. When God gathers the scattered, set up your signpost and rock pile, not only because he has delivered you, not only because, my dear brothers and sisters, he has been your help, but because he has also satisfied you. Joshua chapter 4 and verse 20 to 22. And these 12 stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, you know, when they were coming from the bondage, on their way as they were marching into this promised land, the last obstacle they had was this Jordan with his, you know, uh, billows, you know, rolling billows. And uh, they were wondering, how are they going to do that? And just then, you know, as soon as the feet of the people were carrying the ark, when it touched the edge of the water flow, the waters stanched, stopped. It stood like a flint stone on either sides and parted. They walked through the dry ground on the waterbed. And Joshua told them, pick up 12 stones. And they brought those 12 stones and set up a rock pile on their way to Zion. You have now come back here. On the way, perhaps there was this Jordan enough overflowing. And perhaps you did not know how to cause this Jordan that you had. That Jordan perhaps might be your sickness, might be, uh, might be a challenge at workplace, might be a relationship issue, might be a financial uh, difficulty, but that Jordan was there. You did not know how you are going to cross, but the Lord stopped the Jordan, made a wall of water so that you can pass through it, so that you can come across on the other shore. And what mean these stones if their children ask? Then you tell your children, Israel came over this Jordan on, not on the water, but on the dry land. God did not ask you, probably you passed through the waters and fire, but God brought you safe and gathered you here in this sanctuary on this 18th September 2021. And you can tell your children, you know what? There was this pandemic. We read about the pandemic in 2018 to 2000, I mean, uh, 1918 to 1920, the pandemic lasted for 36 months. You can tell, just like those people who lived during the plague, you can say, you know what? The Lord brought me through the dry land. Amen. And that's the reason in Gilgal, 
not only in Bethel, not only between Shen and Mespeh, I put Ebenezer. The third signpost I have kept is because the Lord has satisfied me. He has satisfied me. He has satisfied me. The Bible says, He satisfies the longing soul. You might be longing, but the Lord satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with what? Goodness. He satisfies you with goodness. Who satisfied thy mouth with good things. Good things to say, good things to eat, good things to enjoy the flavor. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Guess what my dear brothers and sisters. Except me. I think everybody is looking younger. Because the Lord, I'm not saying I have to look young. Uh, but you know, especially this last week I think my hair has become uh, gray. <laughs> no, not because it is not gray pre previously, but perhaps I've been coming and going and washing my hair more often than not. <laughs> so it's got, uh, the Lord renews your uh, life like the eagles and you're becoming younger. The Lord satisfies you with goodness. Thou openest thine hand and satisfy the desire. He satisfies you with goodness, the longing soul. And he also, it says, satisfies the desire of every living thing. And also it says, with long life, he is going to satisfy you and show you his salvation. Amen. I intentionally put this slide as blank because during the pandemic, this was how my bank statement looked. <laughs> Blank. We had started a building project uh, in India. We had uh, earmarked certain amount, and uh, by the grace of God, you know, that itself is a miracle, how we got those two lump sum money. And exactly according to the estimate, we have spent it all. And uh, we did not have even a single pound to put that and complete the building. The building is built, but it is not livable. It is not occupiable. Because it is just a building with walls. And looking at my blank uh, bank account, I was wondering what I'm going to do. And uh, just at the time, uh, when we get some beautiful mails and letters from the one who loves our bank accounts dearly, I got a warning from my colleague. He said he got a, he got a letter from the bank stating that he owes uh, to them 37,000 pounds. He got a letter that the tax people who love you so dearly, and especially your bank account, they <laughs> sent a letter to him that he needs to return to them uh, uh, within a month, 37,000 pounds. And he told me, Paul, you are going to get the letter next. And he has been telling me ever since uh, the past few years, perhaps three, four years, he says, Whenever you get a salary, take 10 to 20 percent 
I do not know that is tithe or not, but he does not know about tithe. But he says 10 to 20 percent of the salary always earmark and keep it aside because one day you, the tax man, will come hunting you down. And you know, we live from here to there, month to month, and then sometimes, you know, we spend all what we have, and there's no 10% set aside, no 20% put aside. And uh, uh, I don't have the 20%, I don't even know what the 20% or 10% means. And therefore, when I was petrified, every day when I used to come back from work, I used to look at uh, the, uh, the mail that used to be hanging at the back of the door to see where it is from. You know, and I will skip a beat every time I open the door with a prayer in my heart. Lord, I don't want to see that letter today, perhaps tomorrow, because I'm not ready for today. And how long can I postpone it? One day when I came home, I did see the things. Of course, to cut the story short, I did a, of course, then I, had, I got a letter, then I went to the person and I also got a letter from somebody. You know, can you see HM Revenue and Customs with my name here? Eliezer Paul. So I got uh, uh, that letter too, but to my surprise, they said they owe me. On the contrary, the one who takes the money is telling, I'm going to give you the money, and that is a five-figure sum by the grace of God. Amen. And that five-figure sum is the exact money I required to complete the building by the grace of God. Amen. Not one pound more, one pound less. You know, our God is a God who visited that widow of Zarephath. The oil was there as long as the need was there. And the moment the, the need was met, the oil stopped. My dear brothers and sisters, the exact amount what I required came from the tax man, from whom I least expected. He gave me the money, and I spent that money, and uh, we could complete that project. And you know what, my dear brothers and sisters? Right after the project is uh, the complete, I don't even have a single penny now extra. The oil has stopped, because the Lord knows how to satisfy you with goodness. When God gathers the scattered, he has gathered you and me, my dear brothers. We were scattered, he gathered us. We need to set up our signpost and the rock pile and the stone to earmark on our way back here. One in Bethel, one between Mizpah and Shen, and the other one in Gilgal. I do not know what your Bethel, Mizpah, Shen, and Gilgal is. You know for yourself, but I know what my Bethel is. I know what my Gilgal is. I know what my misfashion is, but I know for all of us, one thing for sure is the Lord has delivered you and me. Amen. So definitely you have your better. The Lord has turned away your mourning. Definitely you have your space with Ebenezer between Mishpah and Shen. And because the Lord, the last point, what is that? He has satisfied you. That is the Gilgal. Amen. I know definitely, I do not know which part. What is, you, you know your story. Because you can say, this is my story. This is my song. Because for everybody, the Lord has a special and a unique story. 
I have a story to tell, I've said it. Tell your story and praise the Lord. Set a signpost and say, the Lord has delivered me. He has turned away my mourning. He has satisfied my soul. He has satisfied me. Set this rock pile on your way back to the sanctuary and praise the Lord whenever you look at it and set your heart on it and say, thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you, Lord, for turning my mourning into joy. Thank you, Lord, for satisfying me. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. When God leads you, as I request the church to stand up and join with me as we sing the song, as we say, he has led us during this pandemic and he is going to lead me. He leadeth me. And at the conclusion of it, if you so believe the Lord has been with you, he has delivered you, he has turned your mourning into joy, and he has satisfied you. If you believe as this song is being sung, I'm not going to ask you to, ask you to uh, move, but where you are, if you want, you can raise your hand at the, when the last stanza is being sung. And I'm going to ask our prayer ministry's leader, Sister um, Verbina, to come and offer a special prayer, not only for those two kids, and for Nathan, and for all of us, and those who are watching online, but also to say, the Lord, you have gathered us who were scattered, you led us, and you have brought us here. And therefore, because you have delivered us, because you have turned our mourning into joy, and because you have satisfied my soul, we submit ourselves into your hands so that you can continue to lead on. And that will be the final prayer that will be offered by our prayer ministry's leader. And after that, I would pronounce the benediction before we depart to our respective homes. May God bless you. May God bless all those who have watched it online or those who will be watching later as well. As I request uh, the church to stand as the song leaders lead out.
heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Let us pray. I read the word of the Lord before I pray. It says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the rod of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me, or which concerneth us. Thy mercy, O Lord, endure it forever. Forsake not the work of thine hands, O Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pause a little while longer before your awesome presence to acknowledge your mighty hand in our lives. And so though we've walked through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, we have come here today because of the work of your hands. Your right hand has saved us. And so today, Lord, we come into your courts to acknowledge your glory, to acknowledge your power, to acknowledge your goodness and your mercy. And so we thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given us, how you've redeemed us, how you have led us by your own hand, O oh God. And Lord, as we acknowledge those of us who have gathered here, there are some who have been missing along the journey that you have taken and you've called home. And today we recognize their families. Sister Anita and Sister Joe, we pray your blessing upon them that you will continue, Lord, to support them. And we look forward to that day when we shall see them again. And today, Lord, we pray for the two young babies in our midst that you have added to the church family. We thank you, Lord, for them. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you will cover them with your blood. We pray, Lord, that their parents will raise them in the way they should go. And when they're old, they shall not depart from it. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that everything you have spoken over their lives shall come to pass. Amen. We pray that they will grow up as, as men who will serve you and who will bring glory and honor to your name. So we ask you to go ahead of them and to prepare their path and to guide them and to direct them and to cover their path with your blood. And so may they come to fulfill their purpose on earth. Today, Lord, we thank you for the message. We thank you for the message you brought by your manservant, Elder Paul who has shared with us his, his testimony of your goodness. Father, we thank you and we praise your name. We pray now, Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus for every person standing before you today, every adult, every woman, every man, every boy, every girl, every youth, every husband, every wife, every family, Lord, that is represented here in your courts today. Father, I ask for a fresh anointing of your goodness upon us, O God. Grant us, O Lord, the double portion of that anointing oil that redeems us, that sustains us, that keeps us, that guides us, O Lord, 
in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, I ask you to bless every person standing before your presence this morning. I ask you in the name of Jesus to make your face to shine upon us. I ask you, Lord, to be gracious unto us. I pray that you will grant us peace and prosperity. And as we go through the next season of this generation, may your grace continually abound towards us. And so in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now may the grace of the Father and the love of his dear Son, Jesus Christ, and the ever-abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, and their working in their lives that has delivered us, Lord, that has turned our mourning away from, Lord, sorrow into joy, and Lord, their working and their indwelling that has satisfied our souls. May their presence be with us now and forever upon God's children and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated as we meditate upon God's word that has been spoken.
Till we meet.